0: Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk.
1: Of course, a huge weekend for rugby this coming weekend. And I want to talk about concussion in sport because it is something that's frequently talked about. But we're asking is enough actually being done to address it? Jen Hogan is a mum of six, but journalist with the Irish Times and is with us here on the programme today. Jen, does the risk of concussion, like, is that something that worries you when the kids are playing sports?
2: Yeah, you've lost a kid from me, Andre. I've seven <laughs> anyway, just to, just before we start. Yeah, absolutely yeah. um I, yeah, it is. It worries me hugely because I mean my own kids play a lot of sport i suppose the sort of injuries that kids get when they're playing sport it is it is a really worrying time and rugby in particular probably terrifies me now only a couple of them play rugby one of them recently enough had it wasn't a, he's had concussion from rugby but he had a really serious injury that knocked him out of sport for the best part of a year and he went back and his very first match back he ended up with concussion. And you're just, re, you're aware then, you become become aware, I suppose, as a parent that you're making this decision. Do I leave him involved in sport knowing this kind of level of injury that he can get? As I said, the, the previous one wasn't concussion, but he did end up with a really serious leg injury that had him out of all sports for a year. And then he gets concussion and you're going, the lifelong consequences of this, the potential lifelong consequence of this, they make you really nervous. And it's very hard to feel I suppose you're trying to get that balance right between protecting your child, mm. but also not being overprotective. You know, you want them involved in sports. You want them to do the things that they love and, you know, to have all the lifelong benefits and be active and all those things. But there is a genuine fear around how badly they can be injured. And I suppose even that injury last year, well, like I said, it wasn't concussion, but he did have the concussion just this year, realizing that, that you know you're making that decision about it for, for a child it's hard it is hard and it is it's a kind of a constant worry and i was even chatting to parents about different things like this recently you know when you see um you know we're not so great for sharing lifts uh as we used to be i think when we're going to sports and some of that's because parents want to be there they want to be on the sideline they want to support their children and cheer them on and they want that sort of thing but there's also a genuine worry about their kid getting injured and wanting to be there in case that happens as well and i think i think there is that heightened awareness of it and not to blame just rugby because kids get injured in so many different sports and and my children have been injured in playing other sports too and there have been incidents there but rugby is the one that keeps cropping up it keeps being the one where you speak to parents and they go oh god particularly if they if their children are in a rugby playing school and they're saying oh it's part of the ethos it's part of the connection that goes on with the school I, I don't know he or she's not keen but I don't know should I just keep going with it and trying to get that trying to get the whole balance right but but the fear always okay. being there that we'll make a bad decision make the wrong decision yeah
1: okay let me bring in Brendan um, as well if you don't mind Jen stay on the line Brendan Brendan is the director of sport for Cistercian College in Rusgrave in Tipperary Brendan do you think we're getting the balance right?
0: Uh, I think it's very important that kids play sport um Look, I, I suppose while injuries are an unfortunate part of all sports, no matter what sport you play, for someone who's looking at, at, at kids in the school as a PE teacher, which I do every year, I, I'm definitely seeing a, a growing trend in terms of the struggle that kids have with weight and general health issues. And, and look, my, my own preference, and obviously I'm biased as a PE teacher, but my own preference is obviously to make sure that, that every kid finds a sport that they enjoy and that they can be active and
1: healthy in. The The point around the concerns, and I've had a number of messages in from people since I first mentioned this Brendan at the start of the programme, like I know rugby is, the, is is probably the one that has been mentioned more so here today and like yes, there's training guidelines and, and return to play protocols and, and all of that kind of stuff but is that enough?
0: Well, I would say there's, there's continuing development so just, just recently the um, department of uh, the Medical Department of the IRFU released the document to all clubs and schools and stakeholders in in Irish rugby, um, where look they're, they're constantly providing us updates and information. So, for example, now we know, for example, that the tackle causes seventy five percent of caution. We know that the tackler is more at risk than the, than the boy who's been tackled by or girl who's been tackled. And there are um there's information out now from studies that are done in France, in South Africa and in the UK which highlights the reduction in concussion that come when the tackle height is reduced. So there's, there's three zones in the tackle now. So so the ideal tackle zone is the stomach area. So that's that's a green zone with a with a very low uh, concussion rate. Then anything from the waist down is slightly higher, but but from the shoulder up, where where you're you're in the risk of head-on head contact, that's where you have the highest risk of concussions. And just to have that data in front of you to be able to give that data to coaches and to be able to reinforce the fact that you want to really encourage tackle technique to be to be coached correctly and in the correct area. And then look, uh, I suppose that's definitely a proactive step from my point of view okay. and from all rugby schools' point of
1: view. And so. I, I want to hear from other parents um, today on the program. Like whatever sport you know, you or your your kids take part in or play, is concussion something that concerns you that you worry about? And do you think enough is being done? You can get us on WhatsApp. It's oh eight seven fourteen hundred one oh six. Una White is with as soon as a former Dublin footballer. You've suffered concussion before, Una. How did, it, how did it affect you?
3: Hi, thanks for having me on. Yeah. Uh, firstly, Yeah, um, so in February of 2020, I was playing um, a league game with Dublin and Crow Park and just a very simple and accidental injury resulted in uh, quite a severe concussion that put me out of playing any contact sport or really put me out of any exercise full stop for for over a year. Um, And I suppose outside the sporting side of things, the thing that affects me more was actually my daily life. I wasn't able to work. Um, I'm a primary school teacher and uh, I wasn't able to to go to work. That was clear very quickly. I I went back for a couple of days and I just couldn't do it. So I suppose you can't underestimate the impact of it. And like that, it was actually Mm. a very small injury, one that didn't seem um, or like it seemed minor at the time. I walked off the pitch. It wasn't a case of that I was knocked out on the pitch for quite a while or anything. Um, but I was actually able to walk off the pitch and it was only in the following days that we really realised, you know, how severe it was. I mean, never thought it was going to last for a year and nobody could ever tell me how long it was going to last for. But um, I, I really think we can't underestimate the impact of a simple, what might seem like a, a simple knock. Yeah, at and I'm
1: sure you and didn't, do at the time, think that, you know, you know that you'd I literally be out of action and out of work. Free, yeah,
3: yeah. I was lucky that I, I had never ever had a concussion injury, I suppose, that I knew of before. Um, and in that way, kind of thought I actually was supposed to go to a 30th that night. And I remember the team physio saying, you know, don't go and, and take the week off work. And, and I almost kind of laughed at her and I thought, well, that's not going to happen because I had never missed yeah. a day of work before. And I said, I'm not going to start now over this, sure, I'm fine. Like, and um, little did I know that only for COVID came. Shortly after, it kind of really dug me out of a hole because I wouldn't have been able to go into the classroom for probably until the September, I would say. And that was February that that happened. And so I I suppose you can't emphasize enough how important it is to really follow that return to play that we're given all the time. But also that it falls back on on your medical team or a physio because you have to take the responsibility out of the player's hand hand because we're all everybody wants to be out on the pitch, especially at that high level. Or, mm. but really, at any level, people just want to be playing. So, it's important for the management to trust whatever kind of medical team are in place there, and and to pull the player when when they're not right, and for the management to trust in the decision. I suppose that has been made by the medical team.
1: Do you like when just when you look at your own incident, and even not so specifically about that, but like you mentioned the kind of the return to play and, and protocols around that. Is is there enough though, Una? Be, be like, do we do enough? I suppose to highlight how significant this is to people.
3: Well, I suppose I'm I'm going back three years now. I think I suppose I have a heightened awareness towards it now because that this ha- because of what happened. But I definitely feel like the conversation is starting to become a much bigger one and people are becoming more aware but it's slow and I as I said at the time my awareness was so small that I thought you know when I was told to take that week off I I really think I did kind of say okay well that's not going to happen because the awareness was not there and there wasn't enough being done I think there definitely are strides being made to, to try and better that and, and that year another girl Ava Rutledge on, on the Dublin team was unfortunate with a concussion injury that she was out for around the same time so I think that that kind of really brought it home to that group that we were with and to to people in probably LGFA circles that mm-hmm. like god there, there is we really do need to be careful because you have like the main thing that served me well was that I never returned to sport in that year because well I, I wasn't able to but I knew I had been told, you know, do not return until you're symptom free. And like, I'm I'm playing football as normal now today, thankfully. But I think that is because okay. I, I followed. And because you I followed the the the, the yeah, advice. And I, yeah, and I was lucky that I was playing at a high level, so I had a very very good medical team around mm. me. Whereas, you know, if, if that happened. Like what, what, what the others are saying, you know, in a school's match or things like that. There might not necessarily be that support there for people. Okay. So,
1: so do do you, Brendan, you're still with this? look, like, is there enough information then given to would we'll, we'll say players, people when they're taking part in games? I mean, irrespective of the age, and then parents, I suppose, too. Like Jen for for younger kids involved in, in dealing with concussion.
0: Uh, look, I suppose it's it's uh, it's a. Every school, every club might be might have a different policy, but I, I, I would hope at this stage that, that there would be uh, really good communication and, and definitely improving awareness out there. Like, I mean, that case just discussed, I, I think will probably ring true for a lot of people. You know, I think even the, the improvements in the last three or four years have been huge. So I know, for example, in a schools game or in a club game, if anyone gets, any sort of uh, a knock anywhere near the head area, like the majority of schools and clubs or anyone that's clued in and well-organised will have that child off the field straight away. And I think, look, it's a really relevant point, obviously, about the level of medical support that are, that is there at games. But for for any level now, um, look, definitely on, on the rugby side here at the moment, if there's any sort of a knock, kids are taken off straight away and they automatically go through that that return to play and I think, I think. look, it's, it, it obviously has more uh, progress to make over the next few years. And, you know, there's like the Royal College of Surgeons are, are starting a rugby headgear effectiveness study. Um, and obviously you've done new smart mouth guards as well. So I, I think there's more okay. progress to be made over Great, the next yeah. few years.
1: Eva's with us as well. Eva, why did you get in touch about this?
4: just got in touch because I would deal in my work. I'm a Pilates instructor and I would deal with middle-aged men who still have reoccurring issues as a result of injuries that they had when they were playing rugby at school. So when my kids were small, well, not small, but they're grown up now, but when they would have been maybe 12, I actually took them out of rugby. So I wasn't very popular, but um, I didn't want my sons to have certainly – I didn't want them to have concussion and I didn't want them to have any issues with their neck or spine going forward as they got older.
1: So you just, you, you made that decision yourself early on?
4: I did, yeah, because I, I, deal, I, see, I see the results um, of, of what can happen as, from an injury as, as guys get older.
1: Now, I should say that quite a number of texts from, from people coming in um, to say there's like you can get concussion in soccer. Uh, we just heard from Una talking about GAA. It's not just rugby.
4: Yeah, but I think um, any contact sport or um, anything that will involve somewhere where you could get concussion or damage to your spine. Um, I I I just I certainly wouldn't allow my son to to get involved in that.
1: Okay, and the kind of, can you give us a, a bit of a, you know an insight even into the the type of um reoccurring injuries you're ta- you're talking about that people are dealing with down the line?
4: Um, headaches, um, neck neck issues, lower back issues, um, there's, there's all sorts of things. It depends, you know, where the injury occurred. If the injury occurred around the clavicle or around the neck, or if they had concussion. It's uh, and also I I didn't grow up in Ireland. I came back here um, with my children when I was around um, thirty, so I didn't have a rugby background. So for me to come into a rugby school and to to see and also the attitude of the parents, kind of I just I just found it barbaric. To be honest, <laughs> okay. I just found it absolutely barbaric. So people would be cheering their children on to do something so violent. Which, inv- and I know I'm going to be crucified for this, but <laughs> but I just think it's it's a really okay. Course, so you, so, so for
1: you, no it's parents. often about the the attitude of of the parents.
4: I think the attitude of the schools and the parents. Yeah, yeah. I, I, they're they're all you know. Do, they're do you, um,
1: not. Jen, are You still there? Do you find that? Is there you a know, kind of...
2: I actually agree. E visit. I I actually agree there completely Eve, yeah. because. Eva, Eva, I, you know, you're, you're right, and I know when my son got his injury when he first um, was injured and I was thinking he had a really serious leg injury like he fractured his lower femur, took ripped the muscle behind his knee beyond mm. repair and took a chunk out of his kneecap it was not a small injury, he was in a leg yeah. brace for quite a period of time and out of sport for a while and it did make me nervous it made me hugely nervous, the concussion he received afterwards was enough for him to retire from rugby and he is now playing other sports so I'm not, I know it's not just rugby but there is a thing about it, There's a, this is a tough lad sport and i and i know girls play rugby as well but i'm looking at it on this occasion because it's my son playing but it's like it's a tough lad sport you know boys they're being you know tough guys and there's a there's there's something about rugby i think in particular so maybe ga is a bit like that too where it's the really tough lads play it and so there's there's an acceptance maybe almost or a tolerance of of how rough it is and the potential injuries that you can get you know it it 's maybe this reflection of strength or determination i 'm not quite sure what it is in saying that i, I don 't really want to vilify rugby because my son loved playing yeah, it no and that's not, loved yeah, playing it but i i am um, I was worried and I am worried and i and I made that call too that it was time to retire from rugby, particularly after this such a serious injury beforehand and then getting concussion. another son. Decided to move towards soccer instead of rugby, and I breathe a complete sigh of relief when he made when he showed a preference Did for you? a different sport because you are so worried well, about it. and you are now, the long term consequences of uh, rugby players. I have a
1: text in from from Martin as well in Arkle, and he says Con- concussion can also be suffered from uh, the head hitting the ground, a sudden yeah. stop of the head moving forward. It doesn't have to be head to head contact. Uh, you haven't yet mentioned heading a ball in soccer, Andrea. Uh, it's just rugby that's getting the headlines. Says says Martin.